Welcome back to another episode of Get Psych, Gen Psych, an education podcast where we talk about basics of psychology to prefer you for your AB or BS Psych journey. I'm Lexter, and together with Philippine Normal University, Psychology and Counseling Society, we will be talking about memory. Don't forget to subscribe to PNU social media portals for more updates regarding our podcast. And that is PNU Psychological Society on Facebook. And let's get started. Cognitive psychology explores the branch of mental science that deals with motivation, problem-solving, decision-making, thinking, learning, memory, and even attention. One of its very root is memory, and we will focus on that in this podcast. Okay, so to start, uh, let's define what is memory. Memory refers to the processes that are used to acquire, store, retain, and later retrieve information. There are three major processes involved in memory. Those are encoding, storage, and retrieval. In addition, human memory involves to both preserve and recover information. As we all know, this is not a flawless process. Sometimes we do forget or misremember things. Sometimes things are not properly encoded in memory in the first place. Hence, memory problems can range from minor annoyances like forgetting where you left your car keys to major diseases, such as Alzheimer's and other kinds of dementia. And usually, uh, it affects the quality of life and the ability to function of an individual. The study of human memory has been a subject of science and philosophy for thousands of years and has become one of the major topics of interest within cognitive psychology. There are some mind-boggling questions that concerns memory, such as, how memories are formed. In order to form new memories, information must be changed into a usable form, which occurs through the process known as encoding. Once the information has been successfully encoded, it must be stored in memory for later use. Much of this stored memory lies outside of our awareness most of the time except when we actually need to use it. The retrieval process allows us to bring stored memories into conscious awareness. Another question is, how long do memories last? Some memories are very brief, just seconds long, and allows us to take in sensory information about the world around us. Short-term memory are a bit longer and last about 
20 to 30 seconds. These memories mostly consist of the information we are currently focusing on and thinking about. Finally, some memories are capable of enduring much longer, lasting days, weeks, months, or even decades. Most of these long-term memories lie outside of our immediate awareness, but we can draw them into consciousness when they are needed. Let's talk about now using memory. To use the information that has been encoded into memory, it is first has to be retrieved. There are many factors that can influence how memories are retrieved, such as the type of information being used and the retrieval cues that are present. Of course, this process is not always perfect. Have you ever felt like you had the answer to a question right at the tip of your tongue, but you couldn't quite remember it? This is an example of a perplexing memory retrieval problem. To make things clear, let's discuss about organizing memory. It is the ability to access the retrieved information from long-term memory allows us to actually use these memories to make decisions, interact with others, and solve problems. But how is information organized in memory? One way of thinking about memory organization is known as the semantic network model. This model suggests that certain triggers activate associated memories. A memory of a specific place might activate memories about related things that have occurred in that location. For example, thinking about a particular campus building might trigger memories of attending classes, studying, and socializing with peers. Now, let's identify types of memories. Types of memory, uh, while several different models of memory have been proposed, the stage model of memory is often used to explain the basic structure and function of memory. Initially proposed in 1968 by Richard Atkinson and Richard Schifrin, this theory outlines three separate stages of memory. Those are sensory memory, short-term memory, and long-term memory. First up, let's talk about sensory memory. It is the earliest stage of memory. Dur during this stage, sensory information from the environment is stored for a very brief period of time. Generally, for no longer than a half second for visual information and three or four seconds for auditory information. We attend to only certain aspects of this sensory memory, allowing some of this information to pass into the next stage, which is short-term memory. Short-term memory 
also known as active memory, is the information we are currently aware of or thinking about. In Prudian psychology, this memory would be referred to as the conscious mind. Paying attention to sensory memories generates information in short-term memory. While many of our short-term memories are quickly forgotten, attending to this information allows it to continue to the next stage, which is long-term memory. Most of the information stored in active memory will be kept for approximately 20 to 30 seconds. The term short-term memory is often used interchangeably with working memory, which refers to the processes that are used to temporarily store, organize, and manipulate information. Let's move on to long-term memory. Long-term memory refers to the continuing storage of information. In Freudian psychology, long-term memory would be called the pre-conscious and unconscious. This information is largely outside of our awareness, but can be called into working memory to be used when needed. Some of this information is fairly easy to recall, while other memories are much more difficult to access. The big question is, do you forget things often? Let's move on to losing memory. Forgetting is a surprisingly common event. Just consider how often you forget someone's name or overlook an important appointment. Why do we forget information we have learned in the past? There are four basic explanations for why forgetting occurs. One is failure to store. Another is interference. The next is motivated forgetting. And the last is retrieval failure. Research has shown that one of the critical factors that influence memory failure is time. Information is often quickly forgotten particularly if people do not actively review and rehearse the information. Sometimes information is simply lost from memory, and in another cases, it was never stored. Sometimes memories complete with one another, making it difficult to remember certain information. In other instances, People actively try to forget things that they simply don't want to remember. To wrap up things, we discussed what is memory, how memories are formed, what are types of memories, and facts about it. Again, this is Lexter, your psych buddy for this episode, and remember to follow PNU Psychological Society on Facebook. 
Have a fantastic day and stay safe. Bye for now. Thank you very much.